Zay Jones apparently got his helmet knocked off during a play. Obviously, Trey Herndon was the guy that did it because Zay took Trey through the sideline, flipped him over, and then all heck broke loose. Welcome to Jaguars Reporters, presented by TIAA Bank, with Brian Sexton, John Osher, Ashlyn Sullivan, and J.P. Shadrick. Jaguars Reporters, presented by TIAA Bank, starts right now. Welcome into the Jaguars Reporters Podcast. It's Monday, August 1st. J.P. Shadrick, Brian Sexton, Ashlyn Sullivan getting started in week two of training camp. Oh, yeah, and it's game week. Yeah, does it, it, this should be the dog day week. You know, that week where you don't have anything to look forward to but the end of it. Um, it's so weird to be thinking that, you know, we're just days away, hours, really, from the Jaguars playing their first preseason game. It's just... It boggles my mind. It definitely helps breaking this week up because you're so right. I, I will say today is the first day I was on the field. I was like, all right, like we need something new here. We need something else going on. We got a fight. Yeah, a fight. Yeah. I didn't even ask yeah. for it. I got it. Yeah. I, I said to John uh, John Deaver, the new uh, PR guru here, I said, you know the only thing missing? And he looks, he goes, what? I went, a fight. <laughs> he goes, you look for that? I go, well, it's about time. It's about yeah, time. You know, you, yep. You get one of those. Lo and behold, and here they come. I've said it to everybody, so I'll say it to you if I haven't already. But, you know, when we went... The last time the Jaguars played in the Hall of Fame game in 95, what we went to training camp July 6th and didn't play till July 30th. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that was three and a half weeks. No, no, no. And now no. here we are just, boom, right there. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't – I'm not saying let's go back to the old ways. It's just, wow, here we go. Yeah. And uh, in terms of that scrum you're talking about, Zay Jones apparently got his helmet knocked off during a play – uh, obviously, Trey Herndon was the guy that did it because they took Trey through the sideline, flipped him over, and then all heck broke loose. And I still have some wheels, too. I got out of there quick. That. The scrum yeah. was coming my way. I was like, do I right. go left or right? I'm go- I went right. Yeah. I chose correctly. Safe choice, yeah. Just exited Just as like, fast as you could. Yes. No, I noticed that. I nice don't job. want to be involved in any of that, yeah. No. That's your worst nightmare. It is. I mean, it's like a, a wave of teal jerseys coming at you. Um, now I need, I'm on the sideline for a reason. Uh, one-on-one pass rush again today. Um, you know, Walker Little looked pretty good on Trayvon and Walker a he couple times. He looked really good, JP. I mean, I've, I've written on my camp observation a couple of times that he moves so effortlessly. But you're talking about Trayvon Walker who comes at you with those long arms just trying to get the angle, to get yourself squared up so that he can't spin back to the inside or duck underneath you with those incredibly broad shoulders. And Walker Little just, he's, I don't want to say ballerina because that was what Mike Mazur, the original offensive line coach, used to describe Tony Baselli. (laughs) But damn close. I mean, he is very light on his feet. I was really impressed with Walker Little today. Yeah, you saw the improvement. I think it was the first rep yesterday when he went against Trayvon Walker. Yesterday, Trayvon Walker blew past him. It's like, all right. And then you saw Coach Rauscher kind of sit with him, and boom. You haven't seen anything left yet. With him. I know there's a competition going on. Walker Little's the right tackle as far as I'm concerned. Well, I mean, Dewan Taylor's sitting on the side right yeah. now for three straight days, Yeah, too. That, that doesn't, doesn't help, help no. this chance at all. No, but even if he was playing, I've seen enough of Juwan Taylor to know he doesn't move laterally like that. Uh, Walker Little is this team's right tackle. We've seen Cam Robinson continue to play well in those yeah. one-on-ones really again well, today. Yeah. Phil Rauscher, I mean, first of all, you can be anywhere on that complex over at the Episcopal School. He's awesome. My goodness. <laughs> he needs but he to be goes, mic'd up immediately. That's a left tackle. Yeah. Yep. And you know what? I mean, Cam really kind of feeds off that energy. That's you know, He's that really hyper-competitive guy. Yes. Uh, and, and so every rep he got in there, he got better and better and better. I'm really impressed with the offensive line coach and the way that he interacts with his guys. And Brandon Scherf told us yesterday. I mean, one of the reasons why he came here was because 
Phil Roush was coming. Yeah, and Cam Robinson. I asked him after practice day because when you watch him and he has a good rep, which has basically been every single rep the past two days, he's killing it at left tackle. He yawns at Josh Allen when he just completely stands <laughs> up Josh Allen. He blows kisses to the crowd. He's giving peace signs. I'm like, what's going on with you? He goes, oh, you know, just a little chip. Like, he has paid attention to what everyone has said, that he's not this franchise's left tackle. He's proving all of us wrong during training camp. And, yeah, and the celebrations are, you know, the yawns, the kisses. Now go do it week one through week For sure. Week, There's week still, 17. absolutely. Go do it. But we talk about this chip on the shoulder. It's very obvious why he has this chip. When he is properly motivated and works at his, and, and, and I heard this three years ago, when he is motivated to work, he is really, really good. But that was the knock on him in 2018 was that he wasn't as motivated. He didn't work as hard mm-hmm. as they wanted him to. Well, apparently he's now motivated because he's having a great camp. Look for a draft pick out of Kentucky. It's tough for a center in those one-on-one situations when a defensive tackle is yeah. shaded because in real life you're going to have help in those situations. Mm-hmm. Well, today it felt like they were playing a little more head-up against him in the one-on-one. I thought he had a pretty good day in the pass rush drills. Today. You know, it, it, we asked Sheriff about this yesterday too for a rookie to step in and play center. I mean, that's it's one thing when you got a rookie right tackle, but a rookie center who's got to figure the calls out. And to be able to see what the defense is doing. Of course, now we're talking about a guy who had an internship at NASA. So you got the right guy. <laughs> He's okay. yeah. um, but the thing about Fortner that stands out to me is his demeanor. He's calm. Mm-hmm. And his size. He's really big. Yeah. You know, the Jaguars, Jaguars fans can rightfully point to some mistakes that this team has made over the years. But not at center. Mm-hmm. You went from Brad Meester to Brandon Linder to, it appears, Luke Fortner. Yeah. It, that's a nice... Really nice draft pick through eight days of practice. And I like when Coach Peterson, it was Sunday morning, he was asked, you know, what do you want to see out of Luke Fortner? And I, and I thought he'd give the coach answer, you know, it's a competition and we might throw Shatley in there. He's like, no, 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 Luke Fortner is our center. Yeah. Just matter of fact. Yeah. Like, we want to see Luke Fortner as our starting center. Period. End of discussion. Yeah, Shatley's very valuable to you in a number of different ways, but Fortner looks like he's your long-term guy. We drafted these guys for a reason, yeah, and that's go. to play. Yeah. And yeah. they are playing, yep. Red zone today, Evan Ingram had a catch. Nice uh, leaping grab, tapped his uh, toes in the back of the end zone. It was kind of a roll to the right for Trevor Lawrence and then a backpedaling throw, just kind of tossed it up. And Ingram made a nice play over two or three defenders for the score, actually. He was pretty chippy afterwards, if, if yeah, you could hear he him. He was loud. And I, if it had been me, I would have said, well, how about all those you dropped on Sunday? Because he didn't have a very good day on Sunday. He was dropping very catchable balls. Uh, and so to see him come up with a clutch catch in the back of the end zone, because remember, the linebacker was trailing him, arms were up, and there was a safety over the top. He reached between two mm-hmm. arms and snatched the ball. If that's the Evan Ingram that Trevor Lawrence can count on this year, oh, I sign him up to a multi-year deal. I mean, that, that was a big-time catch. But the guy on Sunday was inconsistent, which was right. sort of the knock on him when he was in, in New York. So it was really good to see. It is. And he needed that. I think everyone needed to see that because you're right on Sunday. And especially if you're looking at Giants fans, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, the old Evan Ingram. Like, we're yeah. used to this. So, yeah, we need to see it again and again and again. But he showed what he can do. Now the question is the consistency. The other guy who didn't have a great day on Sunday was Christian Kirk. He dropped a couple of passes that you thought, Just well, the receivers as a whole. you got to catch yeah. those. But he made a couple of catches. And Phil Roush's his explanation was, it only takes one play. Remember that early on? Yep. And that's Because the been, defense was whipping him early. Early. And they made that one play that to one Kirk play. down the field. And, yeah. and that's what Kirk's going to do for you, is he's going to give you that, that boost. At a moment where it's third and seven, he's going to get you 19 and put you in a position to kick a field goal to tie the game, right? In the third quarter where this team in the past couple of years couldn't get that done. 
Kirk had a really productive Monday on the practice field, too. He yeah. did. That yeah. touchdown catch in the corner of the end zone. And the best about part that, yeah. about that touchdown, Trevor Lawrence on the money right over the defender, like only where Christian Kirk can get it. Josh Allen is screaming at the top of his lungs, come here, in this like scary voice I didn't know could escape Josh Allen. It was this tone I've never heard yeah. from him and in Trevor's face, like screaming that in his face while Trevor was throwing this ball. I, I thought Trevor was going to get sacked to the ground, even though you're not supposed yeah. to do that right now, <laughs> because that's how f- quickly Josh Allen was running at him. And wanna, boom, well, the best throw training. And camp. as good a throw as it was, it was a great catch yeah. by Kirk to contort his body and get un- get his legs to almost slow down and his, his upper body to reach and to pull that one in. Since you mentioned Josh Allen, he had a couple of plays where they, they were working underneath routes and combo com- combos off of those routes. He was all over it today. Yes, he was. He was, yeah. Out great the flat, day. Doing a all good that day. stuff. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a little good all camp. I, I like him. And his demeanor is obviously perfect. Yeah. yeah. By the way, if I haven't said this to you, um, he's a big guy. You know, he's 6'5", 265. But next to Trayvon Walker, he looks small. Not small, but smaller. No, there's a noticeable difference. Noticeable difference. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a timeout. We'll preview the rest of the week ahead after this. Welcome back to the Jaguars Reporters Podcast. And with the Jaguars season right around the corner, there's no better time to lock in your seats for 2022. Unsure where to sit? Well, we've got you covered. Join the Jags at TIAA Bank Field Saturday, August 6th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And you can test out available inventory in person. And the Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony will be playing on the big boards live. Visit jaguars.com slash myseat and RSVP today. Oh, one more day of practice here before traveling to Canton, Ohio Wednesday. And then, of course, the Hall of Fame game, an 8 o'clock kickoff time in Canton, Ohio at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. The Jaguars and the Las Vegas Raiders will be on the air at 5 o'clock with the Publix Tailgate Show. Well, a little business to attend to between now and then. One more practice to go, Ashlyn. Don't put the cart before the horse. they got to figure some things out. They do, and Coach uh, Press Taylor, offensive coordinator, spoke this morning and, and kind of gave a little hint. He was asked about Trevor Lawrence playing on Thursday, and he's like, yeah, I have something to say about that. Uh, <laughs> safe to say we won't be seeing Trevor on Thursday. Yeah, No, there's no reason to play him on Thursday. No. Or might really see many people. Might yeah. not see many people on Thursday. Yeah, I don't, You know, he, here's an interesting one. Would you be tempted to put... Travis Etienne no. on the field for a couple of plays. Well, it's been a long time since he played. And, you know, three, four snaps maybe, maybe five. You're not going to get him. Look, you're, that makes me nervous thinking about that. You're, well, you can't. I mean, they're, they're football players. Football. I mean, I but and, I'm still nervous. And he's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> it just would mean nothing. It would mean well, nothing. But it would mean something to him, I think, to be able to just kind of loosen up. Maybe you do. I don't know. But I... I I would if I were Doug Peterson. There's a couple guys I'd want to see because here's what I would want. I would want to see how his body responds to it, right? You know, we've talked all the time. Can he practice every day? Can he play and then come practice on Sunday? You know, or does the foot bother him? Yeah. It doesn't look like it bothers him. Well, he looks terrific. I'll say this. I wouldn't run him right up the middle. No, no. It'd be like just, swing passes or something. Hey, step out of bounds, Trav. Just to get him some reps. You, I, yeah. If, I think if you're going to make an argument of anyone playing – I, I very much see him. Maybe LaVisca as well. Yeah, a couple you know, guys. There's a couple, I think there's a handful How where about it makes Fortner, sense. offensive line? Oh, yeah, so 100%. Rookie, rookie's got to get out there. Right? And, you know, the Raiders are going to be – they're not going to be playing their front line guys much either. So here's the thing about, about ETN in particular. 
you're going to be nervous whenever you put him back on the field. I, yeah. so Which is why I would want to get him out there Just and get, get, it over the, get over with now. Yeah, Ashlyn's I'm, like, okay, week seven, you can come. I feel better now. I mean, Snoop Connor's <laughs> going to get most of the carries in this game on, on Thursday night. But just, you know, give ETN a couple of, of, you know, licks, you know, opportunities at it, and, and then get him out. But I wouldn't play anyone else. I mean, I do, there's very few guys that would the see the field. receivers can, like, stay on the bench. They're, they're You're like going to play the close. offensive line some because, you you know, it's a new yep. group. Get the group. Yeah. Yeah. Cam Robinson, no. No. Yeah. Those guys. Yeah, sure. Probably not. Probably no. not. Maybe not going to play the offensive line. Then defense, it's like, you know, a lot of those defensive linemen are veteran guys. Like, right. why do you no. need to play them? Yeah. you got to have some guys play because last I heard they're going to play this game for 60 minutes, <laughs> four 15-minute quarters. Correct. Right? There's no running clock there. either. No, no running no, clock. No, no. It's I mean it's an exhibition game, but it's still a game. Are you excited, Ashley? I am. I think um just to see the depth, you know, the depth that we always talk about, really seeing it come to life. And I think for Coach Peterson too. I just saw like the giddiness in his eyes when he got to speak to the draft party and be in front of the fans. For this to be his first game, I'm excited for him to kinda get one under his belt. It's just, you know, yeah. the experience of it. Uh, this was my first NFL game 28 years ago. So I'm a little bit nostalgic to go back. It's a completely different place. Mm-hmm. They toured the old place down. It was Fawcett Field. And it was a high school stadium. <laughs> and, and they rebuilt it. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see it. And obviously with the Baselli stuff this weekend, I mean, it's, it's a big moment for the, for the franchise. For sure. And it comes at a moment where you've got a, a new coach and a young quarterback. And you feel like you're going to take a big step forward this year. I mean, it's a launching pad of sorts. It, I mean, you're not trying to win necessarily but you get my point it's an opportunity it's a great example and i think the team is going to the hall of fame on wednesday to tour it and i think for a young Mm -hmm. team like this to kind of see this come full circle and and for the jaguars to be on a national spotlight this week and get the attention that frankly they haven't gotten in years is a good thing it's the only nfl game of the week and it's the first preseason game in the national football league in 2022 the jaguars and the raiders coming up we'll have jaguars reporters friday morning after the game, Brian, you me. Fine, fine. Let's book it right now. All right, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to do that. Uh, you have a so cup of coffee while we do it? We can do yeah. What's Fantastic. in the coffee? No, yeah, of course, yes, we have a cup of coffee. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that's Brian Sexton, Ashlyn Sullivan, uh, Joe Fortunato. I'm JP Shadrick. We will catch you later in the week. It's Jaguars Reporters.